EcoVapor Recovery Systems. Let's start off by talking about what is it uh, EcoVapor does. EcoVapor Recovery Systems has, has been in operation for about, or was founded about nine years ago. Uh, we have uh, patented uh, technology that uh, is very unique. It, what we do is we have uh, equipment that removes oxygen from a uh, gas, a natural gas stream. And uh, what this does is it allows operators to uh, unlock uh, all the uh, opportunities involved in, in capturing uh, tank vapors. Um, vapors are generated in a variety of, uh, of, of ways in the uh, oil production process. Uh, essentially, the uh, well stream flows from the uh, wellhead through some initial uh, separation where the uh, uh, natural gas portion of that well stream is, is taken off at line pressure. And then typically the liquids flow to uh, storage tanks, which are very large. Uh, they're operated pretty much at, at atmospheric pressure. And uh, th this uh, dynamic allows for the release of a lot of vapors that are uh, uh, contained or captured uh, in the liquid. And uh, they, they're liberated because those uh, storage tanks are very large and have very long residence time. And uh, they're operated at very low pressure, so the vapor pressure of the vapor allows them to come out. Um, these vapors are typically uh, flared in many applications or, or just uh, burned or destroyed. Uh, and so uh, our technology allows these vapors to be captured and sold uh, into the uh, gas gathering system uh, because those vapors typically contain oxygen and we, we remove that oxygen and uh, allow that vapor to be sold, which which uh, which, which opens up a whole uh, host of, uh, of opportunities and, and opportunities to bring value. You mentioned flurry, and that's something that comes up in the news quite a bit, um, especially up in, in my area, the Bakken. Uh, you're down. Where, where, where are you based out of? Our headquarters is in Denver, and uh, oh, we no have kidding. field offices, uh, uh, one, one north of Denver in Greeley, Colorado, and then one in uh, Midland, Texas. Okay, no kidding. So you, you guys are down in the Permian then, I would imagine, or at least doing some business in the Eagleford, Permian, Haynesville, Texas area, correct? Yes, we have over 100 installations oh. uh, of our, out in the field at this point in, in all the major basins. And how's the flaring down there? Uh, in North Dakota, it's a big issue, and there's political issues up in North Dakota where only certain companies get in and get access, that sort of thing. That's a story that's been heard over and over again up in North Dakota. Um, how is it down in where you're at? Are you guys getting uh access to the proper people are the texas officials keeping up with what they said they'd keep up with when it comes to uh flaring that sort of thing i'm not asking you to get political here i'm asking you to just kind of this is your business and this is how you guys make money and you know what there's certain certain uh ways that innovation needs to happen and one of them is pushing the envelope a little bit on these guys to start, you know, getting innovation going. So, sorry, I just had to push it a little bit there. But, <laughs> oh, well, you know, you understand what I mean, because I, I I feel your guys' frustration. And so, you know, it's, it's you try to be professional at the same time. You're like, listen, you guys are the ones asking for this. Here's your solution. So, sorry about that. I'm not trying to do your sales call for you, but... Uh, <laughs> 
No, this is great. I appreciate the help. <laughs> but what's it like down there? I mean, you know what I mean? Because you've got you've got the officials trying to to actually make a conscious effort in reducing flaring, yet you got all these science projects going around, and um, you know it's just it's not happening yet. Is is it? But you guys at least have a hundred installations, so in your world, it's happening at least slowly or on pace by numbers, that sort of thing. Talk to me about that that business climate and that environment and that sort of thing, because it is very regulated. Sure. So uh, re- rewinding in time, you know, a, a few years, uh, there was a time when vapors that are generated in the production of oil and gas were, were just simply released to the atmosphere uh, without without being burned. Uh, but, you know, but uncombusted hydrocarbons being released in the atmosphere are much more damaging than than combusted hydrocarbons. So, you know, over the last, you know, years, uh, regulations and, and uh, you know, regulatory oversight of, of the uh, uh, combustion flaring of uh, vapors has, has become, you know, the, you know, the, the status quo in, in every state. Uh, EPA obviously has federal regulations, and then and then each state has a little bit different uh, process for managing uh, the the flaring process. So uh, so flaring originally came about, you know, as a as a more environmental friendly solution to the vapor being generated, you know, than than just releasing it uncombusted. Uh, but it, it is it is regulated, and so you know there are. Uh, emissions, you know, emissions uh, from from these uh, flares that have to be managed. Uh, so our technology takes what is a, a waste stream, you know, currently a waste stream, and turning it into uh, into into revenue, uh, and also improving the uh, emissions uh, profile, you know, and the environmental footprint of the uh, well site. So what we see with many clients is that. Uh, they they want to improve their emissions profile uh, and their uh, de-risk their environmental compliance by capturing this vapor instead of selling it. So it makes good good business sense from a revenue standpoint and good sense from a uh, regulatory compliance standpoint. But additionally, you know these flares are very visible, and uh, you know it, it is becoming uh, you know I guess just more of a sensitive issue. Uh, with uh, with the public as, as they drive by or, or you know fly over and and see flares burning you know they they identify that as, as as waste and something that they would you know prefer not to see so there is you know there is also those uh, you know more intangible uh, reasons why why many clients want to want to work with us and come up with a uh, a solution for for capturing that that vapor and turn the flares out. You know, and I, I honestly, I think this is something that needs to be nipped in the bud pretty quick because I think what you said is going to happen more and more where people are going to start pushing back a little bit more on this flaring because this is something that is supposed to have been solved over the last 10 years. And if people aren't seeing it's being done, they're going to start questioning, okay, why isn't this being done? Like the one the one thing I'm hearing up in like North Dakota, up in the Bakken is uh, there's money set aside to help companies to reduce flaring but then the the companies go the dollars go to the same companies who then work with the universities and so a lot of the smaller companies have a hard time breaking through and getting past that next thing and if you're the big companies why wouldn't you not work with the universities because it's cheaper and you the regulatories work right with you that sort of thing and 
So in up in the Bakken, they got to compete with the universities um, and the government quite a bit for some of these flaring things, and and they didn't hit their last mark. And so that's kind of one of the issues happening up there. Um, and like I said, I'm not trying to get into politics here because that stuff just already happened. That's done with. That's just a fact. Um, right. Yeah. Are, well, are, are you guys seeing any, I guess, uh, government dollars or government assistance to help you get in with some of these companies? Because let's be honest, you know, some of these bigger companies, they don't even have offices around here. They're like in, you know, some other Dubai or something like that. So <laughs> you, you understand right. what I mean, though, is that what, what type of assistance is happening? Because um, the taxpayers have paid a lot of money to help reduce the flaring. That's where I'm getting at. And, and, and the whole idea is companies like yours are the ones that are help reducing this problem. So, yeah. Sure. No, that's a great question. I would say, first of all, just to maybe frame, frame the phenomenon of flaring, obviously in, in order for our solution to, to be viable, uh, the producer has to have a pipeline. You know, they have to have infrastructure and a, and a gas pipeline in place to, for, as a gathering system to collect the gas and, and bring it to, uh, you know, a gas processing facility. So, you know, there, there may be some, you know, flaring of, of uh, gas that's taking place because, you know, the operator wants to, uh, would, would love to capture the gas, but there's just no infrastructure to do so. Uh, you know, in other areas, for example, there are some areas of the Permian where there are pipelines in place, but they are, you know, fully subscribed. So I think, uh, you know, the industry is reacting and trying to uh, install, you know, more pipeline capacity to, to collect and, and carry away uh, more of the gas. But, you know, there are instances where that's where at this point that's just not viable. However, you know, in cases where it is viable, you know, we're seeing that there's a lot of operators, you know, no matter where their headquarters is, who, who want to want to do the right thing and uh, just want to, uh, you know, reduce their, their greenhouse gas emissions, uh, reduce, you know, r- reduce their environmental footprint and, and their environmental uh, you know, regulatory exposure. So we have, a, we have a lot of clients that, you know, work with us. There's a couple of large operators in the Permian who have basically come to us and said, let's work together on uh, designing a system and coming up with a solution for capturing the tank vapor instead of, you know, instead of flaring it. And uh, if it makes money for us, great. But if it doesn't, that's okay too, because we want to, we want to put the flares out. So uh, there's, there's uh, more and more operators are taking that, that proactive approach. What I love about our approach is, or, or, you know, or our solution is that, uh, you know, not only do we, you know, put the flares out and reduce the uh, emissions, but it also makes uh, very good economic sense in, in most cases. And, and so it's, it's, uh, it's something that's really a win-win-win for the, for the producer. They get uh, more revenue. They get a, a more, uh, a de- in from an environmental standpoint, a cleaner footprint and a de-risked site environmentally. And there's uh, positive uh, safety implications for the site as well. Well, let's talk numbers a little bit. Talk turkey, if you would mind. Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, one of the reasons why a lot of the natural gas or the, um, uh, you know, the value-added uh, technology innovation has, hasn't been adapted is they say cost. It's not making money. And, and that's where I adapted the term science projects. They've got science projects going on some of these wells. Well, that was five, six, seven, eight years ago. And it sounds to me, if you guys are installing the number that you are um, and you guys are making some money for people over at uh, 
EcoVapor Recovery Systems. Michael McMahon, Mike McMahon's joining us, the CEO, EcoVapor Recovery Systems. Uh, take a minute and talk a little bit about, are you guys saving monies for your customer? I know you mentioned that some people are doing it out of goodness of their heart, but let's let's be honest, that's not everybody out there because people need to pay their bills, et cetera. Are, are you guys, you know, saving some money for companies, that sort of thing? Take an opportunity and, and give it, give yourself a nice, nice commercial, if you will. Sure. No, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that segue. You know, uh, yeah, you know, everyone's process and, and everyone's situation is different. Obviously, the, the more vapor that's present on a site, you know, then, then the more uh, potential revenue stream and, and the economics become more favorable. Uh, you know, just to give you some numbers, uh, this, the, the typical unit that we provide to uh, oil and gas producers can process uh, 300,000 uh, cubic feet of, of uh, vapor per day. Uh, and with one of those units, if it's, if it's fully loaded, in other words, if it's if it's run at full capacity, uh, you know, it, it, if we do a lease arrangement, uh, it will it will pay, about the first five days of each month pays the lease cost, and the rest is uh, is is pure incremental profit for the producer. So, from a straight economic standpoint, uh, you know, uh, on a site of reasonable scale, uh, we can demonstrate very favorable economics. Now, just to caveat that and not get too technical. You know, there are different uh, types of uh, gas gathering systems and different contracts out there. Uh, and so it, it really depends on the specifics of those contracts. But, you know, in, in most cases where there is a uh, reasonable volume of vapor available on a site, uh, the economics are, are very, very favorable. I'm talking about in the hundreds of thousands of dollars per year of uh, net net incremental uh, cash flow to the customer. <clears throat> Some of the other ways that we also, you know, provide economic value is uh, obviously by, by de-risking a site environmentally, by, by turning a well pad into a zero emissions well pad, uh, you know, then the exposure to, to fines uh, in case of, uh, you know, in case of exceeding near uh, permit, you know, those obviously that is, that is de-risked. Um, there are some regions of the country where uh, there's a limit on how much emissions can take place off of a well pad. And so that just uh, limits the, the amount of production or the number of wells that can be located on a pad uh, if, you're, if you're flaring uh, your, your vapor. Uh, because you know, once, once they reach the uh, maximum allowed uh, volume of, of uh, flaring, then they can't add any more production. Obviously, if we if our solution comes in and, and makes that pad a zero emissions pad, then you can co-locate many more wells on that one uh, location, and uh, that that allows the producer to be much more efficient with their capital. You know, they can put many more wells and concentrate on one pad, so their site development costs and some of the uh, you know common pieces of equipment, separation equipment, that sort of thing that would be on a pad, you know that that capital is used much more efficiently. So we uh, we bring that economic value as well. Hope I'm not getting too technical. But uh, additionally, uh, from a safety standpoint, uh, we allow the uh, producer to run a uh, safer uh, pad where, first of all, you, you don't have a flare and the exposure of, of the flare. Uh, you also have uh, storage tanks that are operated at lower pressures. And, uh, and so there's less exposure and less exposure to vapor 
for the uh, for the employees uh, out on the uh, out on the well pad. So there are many different ways that, that we bring value and uh, and you know hard hard dollars uh, to the table. And so once we uh, can sit down with a uh, with a producer, you know, with a potential client, and and show them, you know, how our uh, technology unlocks the oppor- all these opportunities. Uh, typically, it's a it's a very it's a very positive conversation. They look at it and go, "Wow, I I want to I want to do that. How can you help me do that?" Now you're coming from a trade show. What trade show are you just at? Uh, this was a uh, trade show in Austin, Texas. It was it's uh, the uh, four number four C uh, environmental conference. So it was a, a it was a, a broad not just oil and gas, but a, a broad. Uh, gathering of uh you know safety health and environmental uh you know types of solutions and so i gave a presentation there on uh, on our technology and the uh opportunities it unlocks and then we have an exhibit booth there as well so great deal of interest uh you know and uh, you know had some great great conversations about you know how we can help clients achieve their objectives basically more free cash flow and uh zero emissions and that's pretty much what you spoke on was kind of just an overview of uh, how they can use your services, save some save some money, and reduce their emissions. And I imagine a lot of that was what we just talked about. But is there anything that is you know bullet point worth, or anything that from the uh, uh, I guess presentation that you think people should you know walk away from if if we haven't talked about it, or maybe we did? Yeah, you know because I because they're. The, the uh, presentation was fresh on my mind. I've really covered most of it. You know, the, the title of the presentation is uh, is uh, "Flare Less, uh, Sell More." Uh, so it's, it's very it's very simple, and, uh, and we just we just talk about how uh, our solution. And, and one of the things I've found is that really the the degree of expertise in uh, in exploration and production companies in, in upstream oil and gas. Um, their expertise in vapor recovery is is not as strong uh, as in other areas because it's really not core to their business. You know, most of these companies are really, you know, they're focused on getting getting more oil, you know, in the tank and, and uh, you know, getting more barrels per day out and, and selling more oil. So we have a very, very uh, experienced and, and strong uh, applications and design group that can work with a client to, uh, you know, design, design the whole system. You know, we understand that vapor recovery is, is, is not done, uh, you know, by, uh, you know, by, by um, many operators. And so we have the expertise to, uh, you know, come in and, and really design the system and, and provide to the client a, uh, a turnkey system. You mentioned you got an office in Greeley. I used to do a magazine down there a number uh, back in a former life, I guess. Uh, how is Greeley doing these days? It's been a while since I've been there. I remember they had the big uh, big stockyard there. Yeah, you know, Greeley is a great town. Uh, a lot of great people there. We, we've got a great uh, uh, tech service group uh, in Greeley. But, uh, you know, just a, just a really nice nice town. It's growing quite a bit. Is it growing? Uh, I wondered that, actually. I mean, the co- they got a college there in northern Colorado, correct? Yes, yes, you're right. Okay, yeah, and, and I, fact, I, I wondered if they were growing or not. Yeah, and they're doing even, I noticed last time uh, I came into uh, Denver Airport, um, you know, they're, they're doing some advertising about, you know, the, the great quality of life there, and even, I think, uh, touting the uh, uh, quality of their of their water, you know, and the, and the, the good-tasting water in, uh, no in, kidding. in Greeley. Yeah, hmm. So, so uh, great, great place. 
<laughs> okay. Well, and, and I, you can get on the right hill and see the and see the beautiful uh, Rocky Mountains there in the distance. So. Well, uh, yeah, and, lot, and I'll tell you a lot of times I go to Colorado probably about oh I don't know five ten times a year and. I'll be honest, a lot of times I stay in Fort Collins. And the reason I, I do that is because it's real quick to Horsetooth uh, Reservoir, so you're real close to a lake. And uh, I don't mind driving 45 minutes into Denver for a meeting uh, type of a thing because, you know, it's Denver's a big town. Unless you know where you're going, oh, man, you can get lost pretty quick there. Um, and so uh, Greeley's just, you know, a stone's throw from Fort Collins, just real close by. And, and I always think maybe I should go to Greeley sometime and check it out. Because honestly, I haven't been there in probably over 10 years. It's been a while uh, since I've been there. But uh, good to hear. Okay, good. That's um, glad to hear that they're, they're growing. And, and, you know, I always wonder with stockyards, uh, Sioux City, Iowa, they, don't, they closed theirs a number of years ago. So um, it just makes me wonder about those things when you've got towns so... Uh, known for one industry. I know they've grown since then, uh, as, as you said, but uh, okay. All right. I ramble sometimes and we're getting off topic. So um, it's like old home week. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, uh, what, what what do you want people to walk away from? I like to give guests kind of the final word and the final thoughts. So anything, you know, we missed, anything you want to reiterate, uh, that sort of thing. So the floor is yours. Well, thank you. No, I just uh, appreciate the opportunity you know, first of all, just want to state that, you know, I, I'm, I'm very uh, uh, proud, very thankful just to be representing, you know, a great, a great team uh, with EcoVapor. You know, it's a very, very high energy group and a group that's uh, very passionate about, uh, you know, about, about the environment, you know, and about uh, bringing solutions to our customers that uh, not only make uh, good, good economic sense, but, but really are, are just a nice uh, environmental solution. Uh, we have a tracker actually on the uh, dashboard that we publish every month with our financial results. And this is just internal at this point, but we actually calculate how many cars worth of emissions uh, we, we captured uh, you know, during, during the previous month or during, during the previous period. And I just saw the dashboard for January. And I think the number is, uh, you know, 30,000 30, cars worth of emissions, you know, that, that we uh, captured and, and translated into, uh, you know, into saleable gas instead of turning it into uh, emissions. So hmm. um, uh, that just, uh, that really gives me a lot of energy and a lot of passion to know that, you know, we're bringing a solution that typically brings good economic sense, uh, but also makes, makes a pad safer and uh, and is is good for the environment too so uh certainly not a fit for every operator in every basin but uh, we would love the opportunity to uh, work with operators and and uh, see if our solution is a fit and uh we've we've got the expertise and the and the horsepower to uh make make our solution as much of a turnkey uh as possible because we know that uh operators especially in these days and times are are very busy and uh so we can we can fill those gaps and uh and and you know just just make make things better for them so really appreciate the opportunity to uh to to share this with you 